Hey everyone, welcome to Money on a Mission, episode one. Today, I just wanna start with a bit of an introduction. Let's get started. With all the challenges money brings, how can we manage our finances in a way that aligns with our values? To answer this question, I've looked to mentors, books, and most importantly, the Bible. Join me as we seek to glorify God and love others in the way we manage our finances. This is Money on a Mission. All right, welcome to Money on a Mission, episode one. I'm so excited to finally launch this podcast. I know it's been a long time coming since the announcement a couple months ago, but after lots of planning and lots of recording, we're finally ready to launch. I wanted to start today with an introduction. I'm your host, Ned Kingman. I'm a husband, I've been married to my wife Lauren for six years, and I'm a dad. I have two boys and a little girl. I'm also a pilot in the Air Force. I love getting to fly, I love being a part of the military, and I love my job. I'm also super passionate about understanding biblical finances and helping others understand it too. My education about this growing up really fell into two separate areas. There was my biblical education and my financial education. And it wasn't until recently that these two finally came together and put this passion about money on a mission, what the Bible says about money, in the forefront of my mind. I'm so thankful that I got to grow up in a Christian home and my parents raised me in the faith. They raised me going to church. My dad was also a financial advisor, so he taught me a ton about finances, how to manage our money, how to build a stock portfolio, how to earn a good income, save and invest, and all the pieces that go along with that. I never really combined or made sense of these two separate areas of my education, though, except for the few little verses that I'd hear in church, like, love of money is the root of all evil, be content with your wages, do not covet your neighbor's goods. But I never really made sense of how these verses went along with the education that I had been taught of working hard and earning a good income and, and the fact that it's okay and good to be successful in this world. All the pieces were there. I just don't think I ever asked the right questions to put it all together. And it was never a burning enough issue that I really cared enough to dig in. So I just left it unresolved. Then when I grew up, got married, had my own family, it really stayed the same way. I continued growing in these two separate areas of my education, but had never, again, put them together. We went to church, we went to small groups, had Bible study, I've read a ton of books about my faith, but we never really talked about money or success or drive in any of that context. I also grew in my financial education. We started a budget and we've stuck to it as pretty well throughout our marriage. We've been saving, we've been giving 10% to church. We've even invested and built up a bit of a stock portfolio. I read tons of books on finance and self-improvement, how to be successful, but none of it had to do with my faith. So again, just stayed unresolved. This finally changed for me two years ago. I got a call from one of my best friends and he invited me to go on a retreat that he had been on the year before. The retreat was led by an amazing mentor named Glenn. He's incredibly driven, has been very successful, and built several businesses, but is all about following Jesus. Spending time with the men on that retreat and hearing Glenn's story finally allowed me to make sense of and blend the two concepts that I've been talking about. His story inspired me so much that I asked him if I could share some of it with you. 
He did not grow up as a Christian, but came to faith at some point in his 20s. When he did, he read the Bible and just took it all literally. So when the Bible said God speaks, he thought he'd better learn to listen. One day, God told him that the girl across the room is going to be your wife. Sure enough, one year later, he proposed. When he did, he said, I need you to know, if God tells me to sell everything and live in a tent in a third world country, I'm going to do it. So are you with me? She said, yes, I'm with you. God didn't tell them to sell everything just yet, but he told them to settle in Auburn, Alabama and work as an engineer. He was supporting his church and digging into his job, but knew it wasn't where he was going to be forever. But anytime he prayed for guidance, God would say, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. So he did. He worked hard, worked faithfully, and did really well. He got three promotions in one year and was on a fast track to be the youngest plant manager in the company. Then six weeks before the annual bonus, God told him, it's time to quit and move to Birmingham. Glenn thought, hold on, that's crazy. Let me make sure that this is really coming from you. So he went to a library, sat down with his Bible and said, God, I'm not leaving until you speak to me. Is this message from you? Nothing. He kept reading, kept listening, nothing. Finally, after an hour, he finally heard God say, yes, this is my will for you. So he obeyed, quit the amazing job and moved to Birmingham found a job climbing telephone poles. He and his brother were so devoted to doing their work well that they climbed telephone poles all across the city at a rate almost 10 times the company average. The owner was so impressed that a few months later, Glenn was put in charge of 100 people in 12 states and making more in one month than his entire previous year in his engineering job. He worked this for a couple years, and then God told him again, I don't want you in this industry anymore. I want you to sell it all. And just like the first time, he obeyed, walked away, sold everything, and started over his own construction company building decks out in the hot sun, working hard, making way less than he had. But God blessed his obedience and grew that construction company into the second largest developer in Birmingham, even in Alabama. Isn't that just an awesome story? I finally saw this amazing example of somebody who had achieved so much, but only because they had followed God. And when they had, they sold everything twice. And God blessed that obedience and rewarded it with even more success the next time. But it was never about the success. It was never about the money. It was about following God and going where he led. So over the course of that weekend retreat, we talked about a ton of different ways to pursue success. We talked about taking responsibility, forming good habits, setting goals and priorities, being action and results oriented, and handling your finances properly. But we talked even more about the pursuit of God. Don't ask what you want, ask what He wants. Cultivate faithfulness. Learn to hear from Him. Fast, pray, and give. And then we put all this together with verses like 2 Chronicles 16, 9 that says God will give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. I want God's strong support. That sounds amazing, not just financially, but in all areas of life. If that's the case, if I want that strong support, then I better be blameless in my heart and seek God above everything else. We also talked about Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of all your produce, then your barns will be filled with plenty. This is another amazing verse on blending these concepts, following God and learning to manage money properly. Honor the Lord with our wealth. 
Notice there's a command and a blessing. Honor him first. But it doesn't say so that you will have plenty. It simply says, honor the Lord. Then he can bless you if he chooses to, and your barns will be filled with plenty. One of the verses that impacted me the most is Genesis 12:2, when God says to Abraham, I will bless you so that you may be a blessing. This one just sums it all up for me. God can grant success if it's in his purpose. And the blessings that we receive are given to us so that we can bless others. I just love this. This is what finally made me want to dig deeper and learn what the Bible says about managing money. So after that weekend is when I decided to read the Bible cover to cover and highlight every verse that related to money. I found several hundred passages on the subject, some single verses and some entire paragraphs. Even 16 out of 38 of Jesus' parables relate to money in one way. As I read, I divided them all into categories, and then when I finished, I went back and subdivided each category into about 50 different lessons. So that is what season one of this podcast is all about, what the Bible says about money and how we can apply it to our lives. Over the next several months, we'll cover what money is and is not, what it can and can't do, 10 things the Bible says are more valuable than money, God's role and our role in our money, the purpose of money, how we should work and earn, what about lending and interest, how we should give, who we should give, how much, how to manage our money and budget, saving, debt, taxes, spending, and investing. Along the way, we'll give tons of examples of people in the Bible who've done it right or wrong. We'll cover a bunch of verses about what God says about these things and find actionable takeaways that we can implement into our own personal finances to glorify God in the way we manage our money. I am so pumped for this season. Let's get started. For more from Money on a Mission, make sure you subscribe so you get the new episodes as they launch. Also, add rating and a review. The more five-star ratings we get, the more people we can impact with this message. Next, head to the website, moneyonamissionpodcast.com. You can find show notes with all the verses on these subjects and a place to enter your email address so you can join the newsletter. Third, I'd love to engage with you on Instagram. My username is Ned Kingman. Like and comment and shoot me a direct message if you have any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show. Finally, most importantly, please share this podcast. If you get any value out of this show or you think it can provide value to anyone you know, hit the share button in the podcast app, text this episode to a friend, or send them the link to the website so they can join the newsletter too. Let's work together to make sure we can impact as many people as possible and change the way our generation manages money. I hope and I pray that you will be blessed through this podcast. I can't wait to see you next time. Until then, glorify God, love others, and always manage your money on a mission.